0: Welcome to the Church of Beloved Presence. I am your High Priestess of Holy Shit, Leslie Davidson. Okay, we're going to start a series on <laughs> Christianity because I actually, before I start, trigger warning, if you are a Christian and are triggered by criticisms of Christianity, this is not the podcast for you. Um, if you would like to respond with, but the Bible says, please just don't, uh, there are literally an infinity of Bibles, Bibles available in the world and self-referencing your own as proof is not going to work here. I actually have two Bibles of my own. One is Braiding Sweetgrass by Robin, Robin Wall Kimmerer. The second is To Speak for the Trees by hmm, ah, Diana. Jesus. Uh, Diana Beresford Ford. These are our Bibles to me. Sacred, sacred, holy Bibles that speak truth of spiritual presence in the world of divinity alive in the physical earth. Uh, These are more valuable to me than any supposed christian bible could ever be so there's the warning (laughs) i've had a reconnecting to celtic culture and celtic spirituality and i've been meaning to uh, share that share that process with you and for anyone who's interested in reconnecting to pre-christian celtic roots culture and spirituality and bringing it to live and root on turtle island but every time I go to connect, there is a giant lump of Christianity squatting in the way. And I realize that until I deal with my Christian colonization, um, I will not be able to move forward. So here we are. Let's talk about Christ. I'm not Christian. Like, let's make no mistake, I wasn't raised Christian. My dad rejected religion in his teens. Uh, My mother was a Christian, practicing Christian, and brought my brother and I to church, to Sunday school for a couple years when I was very, very young. So I got a very um, benign, simple introduction to Jesus, uh, very much magic Santa Jesus, if you will. Just a lovely... Man who was also God, who loved animals and children, but not in the bad touch way, and was very safe and nice and kind and loving. Really a beautiful introduction to Christianity and uh, not a lot of uh, institutional shaming. But still, my mind has been colonized by Christianity as it exists and how it is responsible for the formation of Western society. Western society is literally rooted in ideologies of Christianity, and we cannot escape that. Whether we went to church or not, whether we were believers or not, we have been colonized by Christianity. And until I become conscious of how um, that ideology has colonized my mind and puts limits on me, I'm not going to be able to move forward in the fullness of my spirit. In the fullness of um, divine beloved presence. Now I'm going to say on the on the outset I don't know if any of these colonization tactics were on purpose or how Christianity has colonized our mind was on purpose but I can definitely say that Christian colonization um, had the result of making us obedient and compliable. There is a Christian worldview that makes us easier to control. Fundamentally inherent in Christian ideology is the the understanding, the acceptance, the not questioning that human beings are bad. We are bad. We are shameful. We are wrong. We are born in original sin, um, and we needed to be saved, and we're shameful, bad, wrong. And if we accept the the belief that we are inherently inherently born shameful, wrong and bad, we're more likely to accept inferior treatment, accept inequality and accept less than we deserve in the world. We're more likely to accept inferior circumstances and treatment. If we accept a Christian ideology of uh, an awaiting afterlife, a perfection of an afterlife in heaven and if we direct all our focus and intention and efforts towards um, the afterlife then once again we're easier to control here on earth we're less likely to agitate for change agitate for and demand equal treatment and equal treatment for all regardless of station status or value according to the church If long suffering and patience and denial of self are ideologies we accept from the Christian church, if we accept them as tests of spirit and tests of our mettle and our deservingness of the rewards of the afterlife, then once again, we've been groomed into accepting poor treatment now, inequality now. Lack of fairness and justice now because it's being promised to us in the afterlife. Religious colonization literally changes who we believe we are and what it means to be alive. Christian colonization is based in shame and guilt and not good enough and in supremacy and separation. Christianity seeks to separate us from our communication with spirit directly in the world and would instead insert their own flavor of a gated, separate, special God-man, which is the only way to spiritual salvation and is the only path uh, towards spirit. Christian worldview seeks to make us ashamed of who we are and then offer us the only way to salvation. They're, they gaslight us. They're like an abusive, toxic partner that beats us down psychologically, physically, emotionally, spiritually, just to offer us um, a way to get back up again. It's really toxic. Christ is is a title. Okay? It's not a person. It means anointed. It's from the Christos. Christos, which is Greek, which means anointed. Um, and anointed can be, uh, you know... Anointed by oils during baptism, it can be mean anointed, meaning a medicinal rub in ancient healthcare. Anointed also means touched by spirit, which means that you live your life uh, with spirit as your guide. You are anointed by spirit, and you live solely from the guidance of spirit. That's anointed. That's the Christ, and the Christ is literally the potential of all beings here. It is not one man that the Christian church has claimed to and has gatekeeped behind a guarded fence, and you can only get to Christ through them. Christ is available for everyone at all times, in every situation. I view Christ and Jesus as a man who was born of natural ways, who acts as an example, as a role model for all of us, that we can all be connected to Christ's spirit. Okay? Christ is a spirit of recognition of oneness. It's a recognition of holiness. It's a recognition of um, unseparated divine um, connection and holiness in the soul of Creator. That's what Christ is. You go knowing into the world that your source is Creator and everyone you meet face-to-face is also has their source and Creator that's Christ. (laughs) Nothing, nothing to be held separate and special. Christianity doesn't have the true God, the one true God. Christ is ubiquitous. It's literally available everywhere at all times. It's just our choice to recognize it or not. The parables of Christ have always been an example of what exists within all of us to practice. Jesus was a man who recognized Christ in himself and in others. He was a man who taught a path of love and acceptance and forgiveness and non-judgment. Um, he literally embodied loving inclusion, and I think, frankly, that the Christian church has been pretty shit at uh, delivering that meaning into the world. Like, instead, they gave us this idea of original sin, which is so shit. Like, it's so shit. The idea that we're born wrong, that we're born as as mistakes and shameful horrible always asking to be accepted mistakes it's just such a twisting of the reality of how creator actually feels for us and and how creator actually sees us it's such a distortion of the truth original sin doesn't exist and jesus never had to die for anyone's original sin sin literally is a mistake it literally means in Hebrew, it's chata, I think in Hebrew, I apologize if that's not the correct pronunciation, but in Hebrew, it literally, it literally means missing the mark. It's a mistake. That's all. That's all. Sin is a mistake. Oops. Oops. Try again. Oops. Try again. Literally, like no reason for anyone to die on a cross or sacrifice or get crucified for anyone's sins. First off, you can't die for anyone's mistakes. That's dumb. That's dumb. That's dumb. (laughs) It's so dumb. That's dumb, and such a terrible. Ugh, fucking hate it so much. It's just, it's such a distortion of the beauty of Christ and what is actually offered. What is actually offered is the ability for everyone, everyone to recognize their divinity here and recognize it in one another. I don't know if Jesus the actual man was actually crucified. I don't know if those, all of those events actually happened, but there was no spiritual need for anyone to be crucified for anyone else's sins because you can't you can't sacrifice for another's mistakes. Our mistakes are our own and they're made for us to learn. Like that's it. Mistakes are okay. They happen. Mistakes are there and we've been given forgiveness, forgiveness and acceptance to make mistakes while we're here. Here's the thing, creator does not damn. There's no damnation from creator. Creator does not judge. There's no judgment from creator. These are human characteristics. Humans judge. Humans condemn. Humans damn. Humans Don't forgive. And all of that we projected onto Creator. We projected as something that holiness does to us instead of us doing it to ourselves and one another. Human beings judge and human beings damn. And then we say that God says it's so. We fuck up sharing the truth of holiness. Any lack of understanding or missing piece of holiness is our fault not creators. Not Christ. And we fuck it up because we don't understand holiness. We don't truly understand. Wherever there is separation, wherever there is exclusion, wherever there is judgment, there is a misunderstanding of holiness. Like loving inclusion, holiness, and I say holiness always, always, whenever I say holiness, hear in in it that I'm saying it with a W, meaning wholeness. Holiness is wholeness. Holiness is where we embrace and accept and recognize the oneness and the lack of separation in all things, in all existence. We misunderstand that. Like that's our fault. We misunderstand it. That's it. Every religion that's ever existed, I think, has misunderstood what holiness is. Because wherever there's exclusion, we have misunderstood holiness just so we're clear. (laughs) Creator is only loving inclusion. That's it. That's all. That's the beginning and that's the end. Loving inclusion forever and for always. Everything else is just human bullshit. Everything else is just human misunderstanding and, and, and not getting it. Like that's it. And all we're ever doing here on earth is expressing our current understanding of holiness. That's all anyone's ever doing. And most of us don't 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 know what it is because most of our religious institutions also don't understand it. They may have been based on an understanding, but man, it's gotten lost. And that's the thing with with the sacrifice, and then that's in air quotes, the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross for our sins. It's dumb because it's just a mistake. No one needs to die for our mistakes no one need mistakes don't need to be died for they're not they don't damn us mistakes don't damn us they're there as beautiful gifts just showing us where we don't understand holiness that's it that's all there's no reason oops i made a mistake i will die for your sins Ooh, no too much too far not necessary but you know what it does it sure does an in debt your community followers that's a pretty high debt to pay I died for your sins I gave my life for you so now you owe me your obedience and your compliance and anything else I ask of you because I died for your eternal damnation uh no like bullshit but also what a great gig because The church is an extension of Jesus, right? The church is the gatekeeper and the holder of the Christ. So if we owe Christ our eternal souls because he died for our sins, then by extension we owe the church and we owe them whatever they say we owe them. And that's a pretty big gig. It's a pretty big debt. It's a great way to make you feel ashamed and not good enough and not worthy and not valuable because you can't ever possibly do anything that will repay back the debt of Christ dying for our sins which he never did it didn't happen that's not what happened it wasn't necessary and it didn't happen so our peace and our joy in this life is found in personal and direct communication with spirit And no one can tell you what that looks like. Our personal connection with spirit directly and our communion with spirit in relationship with others and with the world, with the physical world. I'm going to say this again and again. Creator lives in the world. Spirit is in the world. It never went anywhere else. Okay, it's here. It's in everyone you meet and it's in every animal and plant and wind and breeze and water and tree and rock that you come across—it's—it's it's inspirited holiness, spirit, divinity, God it exists in everything. It's just up to us to recognize it and to choose to see it. There's no authority in existence that can replace our direct connection with spirit. There's no authority in existence that can tell us what our relationship to spirit is or looks like. There's no authority in existence that replaces our sovereign right to determine and develop direct relationship with spirit. And if there ever is going to be a second coming of Christ, quote, air quotes, whatever that is, which necessitates that there was that Christ went anywhere else. We would do much better than looking outside ourselves for an exterior individual person who is going to embody Christ and instead embody Christ's spirit within ourselves and choose to recognize it in ourselves and in the world and in each other. Christ is a living recognition of the spiritual reality of spirit living in all things, of loving inclusion in all things. No exceptions. Thanks for listening. Uh, check out lesleydavidson.ca or the thechurchofbelovedpresence.ca. Uh, join the mailing list if you want to hear more about this kind of stuff and anything else I put out in the future. Um, I also have a free workshop. Nope, I have a free worksheet downloadable in the Divine Reminders Library on lesleydavidson.ca. Um, it is a worksheet that you can practice getting in touch with um, spirit in the natural world. Okay. Uh, check that out. Thanks for listening. Okay. Bye.